0: Hello everyone, and welcome to Channel Business Podcast with Hanne. Channel Business Podcast is all about sharing ideas, insights and valuable tips from leaders around the world who have been rising through the struggles to where they are now.
1: A lot of the data supports that entrepreneurs, you know, lose focus or lack of compassion. You know, these are some of the data stats and yeah. if you dig into that you realize that they end up with five percent of their business and then they're sitting there going screw this i don't want to do i'm going to go start another business i don't want to be involved and then they learn and then maybe a few times in they realize that that matters like starting with the end in mind matters you know the yeah. end in mind is what you're selling the business for is why are you doing this in the first place
0: the podcast episodes will teach you about different things what you can take in your daily life as a leader, to take things forward from one step to another. We will talk about all facets of life. What are the essential steps for you to take the business forward? I'm your Channel Business Podcast host, Hanne Nurdinen, a global business influencer, taking you to this growth ride of Channel Business episodes. Today, we are going to dive deep into today's topic, which is going towards the exit in your business. Our amazing guest, which I'm truly humbled and and thankful for having is Mr. Gregory Shepard. Gregory Shepard is a 20-year startup veteran and serial entrepreneur who's been setting challenges to himself since he was 18. Greg is a determined man who uses Silicon Valley's culture as a vehicle to spread altruistic capitalism, and his work as an investor, philanthropist, co-founder and CEO at the Boss Capital Partners. He says that wealth is successfully supplied to entrepreneurs, equipping them with the tools to create a flourishing startup ecosystem, increase local marketplace activity, and improve the world. Well, that is something that he has certainly done. He's a man who has built and sold 12 businesses with an amazing track record of high value exits from transactions between 250 million to 1 billion in biotech, transit tech, ad tech and marketing automation tech. He's a gentleman who has received four private equity awards, one with the great white sharks. He has built his way through autism, dyslexia, processing disorders and crisis after crisis since his impoverished childhood. He is a role model for many to really learn what is essential, channel business forward and to do what it takes. Craig is a man with tattoos that tells stories which he is very grateful for. He's identified four key steps to help you to thrive despite, um, despite seemingly overwhelming challenges, and I hope that we will hear some of those tips and lessons today. Nowadays, Greg Shepard is a Forbes books author with over 100 published articles in 25 national and international publications like Fortune, Entrepreneur, US News, The New York Observer, Thrive Clover and many more. He also has um, an upcoming book, which will be released in this year, 2022. So stay tuned for that. Greg is also a TEDx speaker, TV, radio, host and, and been interviewed in those places in over 100 popular podcasts. He also does keynote speaking worldwide and he hosts his own podcast called The Boss Podcast. Today he's our guest speaker talking about why having a mindset towards exit is essential for an entrepreneur or a leader. Welcome Greg to the Thank show. You.
1: Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me. And what a very generous introduction. I appreciate it.
0: (laughs) Thank you. I'm so, so happy and grateful to have you here to talk about this business life and and the life of startups and and just businesses in general, how to take them forward and what is really essential through your experiences and based on your ideas. Well, let's dive into, into all this. Tell me first, what really fascinates you about life?
1: I think that, um, you know, the ability to, uh, create, you know, literally manifest and create your, your own life, um, is what fascinates me the most. I think that, um, you know, coming from my background of, you know, we had a, a mixed family of different races and most were adopted and fostered and we didn't have any money um we lived in tents for a while while we were trying to build our house and uh i have autism and dyslexia and a few other things and i've been able to get past that stuff and get where i am and so i think that what fascinates me is that the the mind has a lot more power than you think it is you know most people don't realize that a thought becomes a word and a word becomes action and action becomes outcome you yep. know so i really believe that, that that is what fascinates me the most in my personal life you know i'm always trying to do the impossible and and a lot of times i actually pull it off <laughs>
0: <laughs> well i've seen some of the things that you've done in your life like you know cycling hundreds of kilometers and and swimming with the sharks and just really pushed yourself to the limits, and in that mm-hmm. sense, you have just overcome lots of different things that most people would think them as obstacles that not to get over and yeah, just stay I, where they are.
1: I started that when I was eighteen. I've been doing it every year since I was eighteen. I'm fifty-three. This year, I'm going to swim ten thousand uh, meters, so a ten k. Oh wow! Uh, across open water, um, really? and I've never yeah and when I started i couldn't even i i didn't even really know how to swim very well um I'm only up to two two, two kilometers uh so far uh you know yesterday I did that so uh,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which was uh let me see what is that thirty thirty two hundred and fifty meters um so i'm I'm getting better but that's that's what I do and I basically choose them because I always want to uh, prove to myself that I can do the impossible.
0: I, th- I think that it's just awesome and, and that is one thing I really love about you and, and your mindset and that goes To all facets of life that you really push yourself, but then you have these challenges every year But I mm-hmm. understood that you do and I was just about to ask what's your this years challenge? But there we there we go. It's swimming yeah. in the open water, which is not very easy to do to anyone
1: Sometimes they're physical, um, sometimes they're mental. Last year, I did a base jump, um, you know, which is where you jump off a cliff with a parachute. Um, You know, I've wrestled alligators, uh, bullfighting, drove a Formula One, climbed the the rock face of El Capitan. Um, I mean, you know, I've done a lot lot of different (laughs) things, uh, but but every time, sometimes it's a fear thing. Like when I dove with the great white sharks, it's because I had a fear of sharks and I All wanted right. to fear, you know? Um, and the crocodile thing was because I had a fear of
0: crocodiles. Um, oh, my, oh my God. <laughs> That's like crazy. But yeah. I guess that is something that um, the entrepreneurs or leaders, we take that to the business life is that what we, should have in those positions that you have to go over and beyond your fears and the limitations, whether they are physical or mental, and then just go forward and see where it takes you.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that it's all mental. I think that what you believe and conceive you can achieve, you know? So I think that, you know, like when I started this thing that I'm doing now or even when I ran the marathon, uh, or the cycling, you know, I rode a bicycle from San Francisco to L.A., which is, you know, 525 miles. Um, So that's, you know, how many kilometers is that? A thousand kilometers? Um, oh,
0: something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And lot. it was,
1: yeah. You know, when I first start these things, you know, the first few times, I I honestly start, challenge, I'm challenged by this thought that I can't do it. I, I, you know, I started swimming this one. I was like, I, I don't know if I can do this. I can't do it. And then I keep telling myself that's the reason why I'm doing.
0: It. Exactly. You know? <laughs> I love and that. With,
1: yeah. And even with businesses, you know, um, you, you know, you start and you're, you're thinking, wow, this is such a big thing. And, you know, I don't know if I can do it. And that's the reason why you should try, you know, because,
0: yeah,
1: you, you know, life the enthusiasm in life is overcoming things that the feeling that you get when you overcome something, you know, that you're really terrified about is, is the best feeling ever. You it, know? I,
0: I, I totally agree. And, and someone has said, uh, some months ago that whenever you have these craziest and stupid ideas, you really should do them. Like you said. And then just go towards them and see what's beyond, because those could be the, the greatest things in your life.
1: Yeah, and and it doesn't matter if you uh, fail or succeed, um, because you know if you think about failure as uh, something that you're trying to do that you don't actually accomplish, the fact that you tried to do it is success all by itself, and the fact that you if you fail, and you learn from that failure, uh, you know, what's the difference between that and when you were a baby, and you're trying to learn how to walk? Uh, It's part of our nature.
0: I love that metaphor. Yeah. Uh, That's really good, because it it really takes time. And it takes a process to go forward in anything. And, and if you don't try and, and do that, and like you said, if you learn something out of it, it's not a waste of your time or energy or anything. Cause you've learned yeah. something
1: absolutely That's- i mean we go to the gym to get stronger and the way yeah. you get stronger is by challenging yourself and doing things that your body isn't used to and the mind's no different
0: oh exactly you know? yeah
1: yeah
0: I-, I love that but where do you get your these superpowers where do they where come from because you must also be a human like we are others and, and just have these days that, oh my gosh, this is not my good day or I don't have a good moment, a good minute at the moment. Where do you get the discipline and all that courage?
1: I'll tell you what I, what I told people in the TED Talk when I, was, I was, did the TED Talk to try to help people who have challenges like my mm-hmm. like I do. And I, I always come back to this. For the last, you know, 35, 40 years, I'm I always come back to the same things. I call it a handful of things: five things, Uh a handful. Yeah, focus, drive, enthusiasm, discipline, and optimism. And focus is the ability to. I mean, you can't achieve anything if you don't have the ability to focus on that thing. Yeah. Right. So you have focus. Drive is the ability to want to do something. And sometimes the thing that you want to do, the reason why you want to do it, is because of some empowerment that you feel right yeah, by yeah. doing that you feel empowered by that by that feeling uh enthusiasm is like i mean you know you can't achieve anything if you're not excited about it
0: oh, that's you know, very true yeah
1: so you have focus drive enthusiasm and then discipline to me is the linchpin so discipline is the one that you pull out when everything else fails so
0: that's you know, keep you being consistent and just going forward step by step
1: yeah, like so, you know, this morning, you know, I got up at uh four thirty in the morning so I could go swim uh before my day started, right? So I get up really early and sometimes you don't want to get up and you know it's dark outside and cold and you know, you're mm-hmm. jumping in a pool and and, you and know it's and cold then you to, water. <laughs> yeah, and you have to swim for two hours, you know, and Damn. it's you know, it's it's uh you know, you have to get out and then you're freezing and you know, it's a, uh, It takes some discipline, you know, but then afterwards when you're done with it, you know, and you're, you're back at home having your coffee, you realize that, wow, that was really amazing, you know, and you feel charged up for the day and it pays off, you know, so sometimes discipline is out of the handful. The discipline is the one that you pull out when, I mean, you use that most frequently, you know, and yeah. Uh so focus, drive, enthusiasm, discipline. And then the last one is optimism.
0: Oh and yeah, optimal, you need that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's the biology of hope, right? If you feel hopeless, uh you need to go back to the drawing board, right? That's and right. sometimes people mix up uh hope with discipline, right? So you know, there's definitely a moment when I ran the marathon the last three miles where it was it, it just went uphill, real steep uphill. And I was uh, in a lot of pain.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, everyone is who is running a marathon.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, my feet felt like they were just bloody stumps. You know, oh, I mean, yeah. it's just horrible. Um, and, you know, you can feel that hopelessness, just like you can feel when you're trying to build a business and it's just yeah. struggle after struggle after oh, struggle. Yeah. But then you have to deploy the other ones. Right, so you have to sit back and say, "Okay, am I focused? Do I have discipline and optimism, enthusiasm? And if I don't, then I pull discipline out and I plow through the wall."
0: Exactly. You 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 find at least one of those five things to go forward. If you don't have them all, (laughs) and we none of us has them all all the time. Exactly.
1: Totally. Hundred percent. And then sometimes it's just pure discipline. If you can't find any of them. Then it's just you picking yourself up by your bootstraps and mm-hmm. you know, getting out there and doing the thing that you don't want to do. And that one is deployed all, all the time. You know, sometimes you wake up in the morning and you have to do some sort of a work thing that you're just like, oh, God, you know, and you want to procrastinate. But no, you yeah. have to discipline and you have to get on top of it. Master exactly. the discipline and you master them all.
0: Oh, Wow. The, I, I love these, this handful of things. I, I simply love them. Uh, I actually watched yesterday your talk and I had to write those things down because they were just so awesome. So they are on my vision board at the moment <laughs> to give <keep> me focused. <laughs> so I, I simply love them. I have them in, in uh, my life. I have also five things, but they are like, you know, work and family and all these kind of different, uh, different, yeah. Like a balance, a health and wealth and all that. Yeah. That, that's how I also remember that because I'm a very visual person as well. But yeah. those things, what you have, I think, help leaders and, and just any person in any situation and any position to be the best version of, of him or herself and just to go forward yeah. because we all have those awful moments that you just don't want to get up the bed, but you're going to have to. Even,
1: and, even in business sometimes, you know, I've had situations, I sold businesses where the people that I that you you know helped me uh, get where I where I went weren't getting enough out of the deal because just because the stock options were laid out a certain way and so I just gave them extra money you know I gave away one time three million um, U.S. to a bunch of people that didn't even have any equity um, just because it was the right thing to do and that's deploying discipline right? You say to yourself, this is the right thing to do, and you do the right thing, you know? Even uh, though that
0: it's a bit of little bit of less for yourself at the moment, but you just do the right thing.
1: Yeah, and now all those people, they work with me again, and it's been like 20 years, you know? Wow. So they will come back, and, and uh, you know, they trust, you know, there's three things that you need to make things work, like trust and respect, mm-hmm. and if you Those three things you can build a a life full of people that will follow you into battle uh into any business you want to do you know and they're they're by you because they know that you're by them you know
0: i love that because i i speak so much about the network a meaningful network that Mm -hmm. you should build these right kind of people but but diversity of people you should have those in your life and in your especially in your business in order to go forward and keep you disciplined and, and just getting the right kind of advices and everything. So I, I love this network thing, what you said over there.
1: Yeah, you choose who's around you yeah. and people around you through osmosis, you know, they help you develop as an individual. So you have to be very selective about who you choose.
0: Very. No. And myself, I've learned that through the hard way in my businesses, but that's another story. But <laughs> I guess we all have done. But, yeah. but in the end, like you said, it comes down to being and doing the right thing and being the right kind of person, and yeah. going yeah. with your heart. Uh, when we dive more deep into today's topic, how do you see the role of startups in today's world? How they can influence and impact the business world?
1: Well, I mean, you know in the book uh, I did a study right first, mm-hmm. I was working in politics and um i would bro- <laughs> i got my heart broken um because we elected a complete disaster and uh and I wow. left politics but during the time frame that um I was uh working trying to get congressional candidates elected and things like that, I learned a lot about uh Specific pieces of data. Some of that is the percentage of businesses that different groups uh, have or are given the chance to, or are you know money is distributed to. And okay. then even going back, uh, you know, there's a massive population. If you in the United States alone, sixty-seven percent of people live check to check, meaning that they they have to live to their next check, right? They yeah. don't have any that. And 4% of those pe- people have the ability to get out from underneath that and 98% of them do it by building a business um, or sorry, by a form of a windfall, right? So yeah. this is, uh, you know, a house, uh, inheritance, um, something like that and building a business. Yeah. And 75% of that, 98%, they do it by starting a business, but 90% fail trying. So... What I decided to do instead of uh, try to contribute through politics is to try to contribute to that reducing that 90 percent
0: which actually so, may have a bigger impact
1: yeah I do believe that yeah and you know because the you know most of the businesses that get founded you know they use other businesses so yes. it's they support each other so it is truly an ecosystem and you know, big businesses don't innovate things. Uh, they buy things that are already innovated, right? Mm. And if you look at what's what happens in the world and all of the changes that happen come from entrepreneurs all over the world.
0: That's you know, true. You can,
1: yeah. You just look at the United States. You look at Tesla, Elon Musk, who
0: yeah.
1: is also neurodivergent like I am, and, you know, he's the one you can say that other people came out with electric cars and everything, but nobody really knew nothing really changed until Elon Musk started. Right.
0: Very uh, true. SpaceX,
1: uh, the boring company, you know, where he's building freeways underground, um, you know, solar, uh, the Tesla power walls and Tesla, yeah. solar, uh, you know, the guy is changing things. Right. And if you go back to Steve jobs, you know, there were phones out there, but nothing changed until the iPhone happened. The Microsoft, yeah. uh, Richard Branson, uh, Je- of course, Jeff, Jeff Bezos, Larry Ellison mm-hmm. from, uh, from uh, Oracle, and Mark Benioff from Salesforce. I mean, all these guys were entrepreneurs, right? So, you know, you can go into social media and you look at Pinterest and you look at Facebook and you look at Twitter, all of them entrepreneurs, right? So, you know, you have to look at the world we're in and realize that the catalyst of all these businesses were entrepreneurs. And then you realize that only 10% of them make it. So how much stuff are we losing out on because these entrepreneurs weren't able to be successful?
0: And you know? I, what I think they mostly lack of either the knowledge or right kind of support and network.
1: Yeah. I mean, what I did is I went and I hired five people mm-hmm. and for five years, we studied why entrepreneurs were failing. To understand why. Years. Yeah, for five years. It took a long time. That's a
0: discipline. <laughs> yeah,
1: it, it was, I did 1,200 in-person interviews, um, tens of thousands of articles, academic uh, papers, just tons of stuff. And when we sorted it all out, you know, we realized that, you know, when you get the data at a high level, it'll say something like, you know, 30% of them fail because of cash, but that's not yeah. the real, right? You have to realize that they didn't get funded because something else happened. And so yeah. you have to back, 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 you know.
0: I know, I, I agree, I agree. Yeah,
1: And you realize, you know, in that, in that study that the reasons why these entrepreneurs are failing, the majority of the percentage of them that are failing are preventable, right? Yes. So yes. I started Boss Startup Science to try to educate entrepreneurs and help them navigate through the the minefield <laughs> oh, it
0: is it is a minefield and it's a it has lots of different kind of pitfalls and everything in it and and from my personal experiences uh, i couldn't agree more with you on these things and if you just knew the people and if you just had the tools to go forward you would maybe do less of those pitfalls mm-hmm. and, and not so massive crash downs.
1: Yeah, like as an example, if you think about even if you go to anybody and you ask mm-hmm. that person, what would you do differently yeah. with what you know now in your life? I mean, that's, of course, you would have, uh, you wouldn't make the same mistakes, right?
0: Of course not, yeah.
1: Yeah. So what I'm trying to do is just give that information to the entrepreneurs so they can learn from the mistakes that have already been made. Exactly.
0: Um, I I love that. And that's why I think sharing the experiences and knowledge that we each one of have is so important. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's it's huge. You know, in any native indigenous peoples, their greatest value is passing down knowledge. Yeah. Um, And you know, in entrepreneurship, it feels like everybody is starting from scratch. And even though there are accelerators out there, which are meant to help entrepreneurs through Mm -hmm. part of the gauntlet, you know, 40% of that 90% fail within, you know, a year of leaving an accelerator. So it occurred to me that there's something missing there. You know, so we started offering the education to accelerators, right, to help, you know, if you're trying to fix a problem and there's no standard process for that, for that in the first place, you can't fix the problem because everybody's doing things differently. So you can't identify and repair the problem. But if you start to create standards and everybody's learning the the basics the same way, then you can start to collect data and you can actually identify first and then figure out how to solve the problem from that point forward. So the problem with our with right now is that, you know, all these entrepreneurs are being taught different things and, and oh, yeah. uh, getting advice from different people all over the place. So yeah. it, it's almost impossible to identify and fix a systemic problem, you know. It's like the COVID thing, right? You're chasing <laughs> your shadow, you know.
0: It is. It is. Yeah. And, and there are so many different things that changes all the time. And, and I, I agree, but... It's a massive field to learn and, and do things. But the way that I look at it, if there's anyone who can help you to go forward in any way in order to avoid those pitfalls and those, those downfalls and everything, it's, it's really, really good. And, and what you do in a boss startup is it's just amazing. I haven't, seen, I haven't seen anything like that anywhere else so far. Yeah. There, there must be something like similar, but, but I haven't found it yet.
1: Yeah. I mean, there are, uh, there's lots of stuff out there and, and we mm-hmm. uh, spent a great deal of time looking at those things, you know, and studying other operating, you know, Boss stands for business operating support system. Yeah. It's an operating system like your computer. Um, and we've studied other operating systems like lean and six Sigma and OKRs and you know all of you know agile and all the different flavors of agile i mean we've i studied those things for years and tested them in real businesses and what i found is that there are pieces of all these things that work but like in
0: general in every business
1: yeah like there's yeah. parts of them, but it, what's more important than anything is is stage appropriate right so uh. part of the problem is that Entrepreneurs go in and they start deploying all kinds of things. They don't need to, right? You you mm-hmm. just need to do what you need to do at that point in your journey through the life cycle of a business.
0: But that yeah. takes us to the question that do they actually know what in where they are in that process?
1: They don't. That's They, they
0: don't, yeah. <laughs> yeah so
1: one of the things I did in the beginning was I realized that the entrepreneurs, you know, building a business is like a GPS, right? Oh, yeah. You put in, you know, where you are and you put in where you're going. And then the GPS shows you the directions. And if there's a detour, you take the detour. The problem is, is that, you know, to the point of this show, people aren't putting in where they're going. They're not putting in the exit, right? So it's how do you draw a line from one destination to another if you don't have the other destination? You know, like, how do you know if you're on track, right? If you're trying to cross the ocean, and you're one degree off, you're gonna end up on a different continent. You know? Exactly, so
0: yeah. You if have there's to, no, you know? Yeah, you have to understand where you're going, but then you also have to understand somehow how to get there. And if you yeah. don't know how to get there, like most people leading a business or being entrepreneur don't know, but they just, they just need to get into that for some reason. Yeah. And that's yeah. where the, the mentors and advisors and everybody comes along, comes into. Yeah, debate. I mean,
1: you, you and the, the, the mentors, the advisors, the people that are helping you, that's one of the other things that we found in the study is that yeah. a lot of times, you know, they're taking advice from people that shouldn't be giving advice.
0: I know, um, yeah. Is your mother the you know, best, best <laughs> advisor given to you in the business if she hasn't been an entrepreneur?
1: Yeah, you know, a lot of times it's one. Sometimes it's a one-hit wonder, you know. Yep. So they just hit it once, and now they're out there saying, you know, that they're uh,
0: experts and this know, and that.
1: Yeah, um, and sometimes it's you know that the person that they're talking to is really trying to get a consulting job from them, or you know, get them to come on as a client somehow. Mm. Uh, and so you know, their objective is not necessarily to help you, but help themselves. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so you have to be really careful, right? I mean, it's it's a, a gauntlet of, uh, you know, you have to go through. Um, and w- what I was trying to do with the courses is sort of help people stay educated between boundaries so they don't go too far off the rails, you know, so they stay on a path. Even if people are giving them insights, they understand what questions to ask in the first place, let alone, let alone understanding if the answers they're getting are appropriate answers right so one of the big problems with entrepreneurs new entrepreneurs is that they don't even know what questions to ask in the first place
0: and and how how could they how could they know yeah yeah
1: i mean if you've never had you know yeah that's so that's the start of it right understand what you should be asking in the first place yeah and that goes back to understanding the life cycle you know like what are the different phases of the life cycle so For those that are listening, I'll sort of explain how this works. This was a big epiphany. Oh, please.
0: Yeah. This is fascinating.
1: (laughs) Yeah, So basically businesses are like a bell curve, right? So you're going up on the right, on the left of the bell curve. You're coming up, you're coming up and your business is a startup. And then it goes to this and it grows, right? So you can see it going up the curve. That is valuation. That curve represents the value of your business. At every juncture, right, every stage, so you start with vision and then you have a product and then you go mm-hmm. to market and all of these different stages, you raise capital. But you have to think in terms of your capital strategy about what you're going to do to raise the capital. So that's before the round. Yeah. What you're going to say during the round and what you have to fulfill after the round in order to get your next round.
0: Exactly. Exactly
1: you're going up the circle when, when you climb up to, to the, uh, to the bell curve there, you have to realize that the buyer of your company, whoever is interested in your company, you have to understand their motivations, right? So you start out by saying, okay, most companies buy other companies for one of two reasons, either make or save money full stop, right? They either want to make more money by selling your product, or they want to save money because, your product is going to help them save money and that's really what it comes down to okay so then you have to say okay those are different types of synergies so then you have to say if they're interested in making money majority of the time that's the case Mm -hmm. then how do they make money well the way they make money is that their customer acquisition cost their cac right their customer acquisition cost up against their lifetime value, the value of the customer and how much money they spend with you over the time frame that they're a customer for that company. It creates a ratio. Okay. So the lifetime value is, and the customer acquisition cost, the customer acquisition cost is offset by the lifetime value, right? Your profit is the difference. So when a company buys another company, what they're interested in is they've already absorbed the customer acquisition cost. So the way they make more money off of that previous investment is by growing the lifetime value. So now, if you think about that for a second, you go, okay, I need to increase the amount of money that the customer is spending with the customer. That's what my product is supposed to do, is to make it so that customer is spending more money uh, with the buyer of my business. Okay. So once you understand that, then you go backwards a little bit and you go, okay, well, then I have to make sure that my customers that I'm selling right now are the same as the customers they have. Otherwise, you're not proving to the buyer that your customer is the same customer that they have. Okay? Or the
0: one that they want to have.
1: Why would they want to buy you, right? Exactly, yeah. So now what that means is that you have to start thinking about it right now because you're getting customers right now.
0: Yeah, from the day one.
1: Right, so you have to understand who your buyer is to understand who their customer is to make sure you're getting the same customers.
0: And, 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 yeah. yeah, please go on. No, no, go ahead with what you're going to say. yeah, I was just going to ask that uh, if you could tell the listeners that why, from your point of view, you've set some of the things already, but why, from your point of view, all the entrepreneurs and and even leaders who are leading companies, why they should think that way when they are going and, and growing the business forward, even though that uh, you know there, there are lots of different exit ways and, and all that and Many phases in the process, but why they should think all this way that someday this business is going to be so big or so valuable, whether it's a one-woman show or it's you know hundreds of thousands of employees.
1: Yeah, I mean, even if you're not going to sell the business, the outcome is still the same, right? I mean, you want to have a business. You are the buyer of your own business in that scenario, right? But most businesses are sold to a synergy and that means they're sold to a company that is trying to add. So let's take an example. Okay. So mm-hmm. if, if a company a is trying to sell to company B, all right. And company B has 25,000 customers, mm-hmm. customer A has a hundred customers. So company B knows that if they sold this product to their 25,000 customers that they would make, you know, I don't know, a hundred uh, per customer, right? Yeah. And because they've already paid to acquire those 25,000 customers, that's all profit to them. Yeah. So what they do is they invest part of that profit to buy company A and put it inside of company B so that they can sell those additional products to the to the customer. That Because now they have no cost, right? They've covered yeah. the cost of acquiring those customers, which is the biggest cost. Yeah. So That is is something that you have to plan for up front, because I made this mistake where I was building a business for five years. I went to try to sell it and they were like, only half of your customers are the same as ours. So we're not gonna pay you for the other half. We'll only pay you for the ones that match ours. And so I had to decline the offer and I had to go backwards, get rid of those customers and rebuild all new customers that were 100% the same as their customers. And then I was able to sell the business. But if I had known this in in the first place, would have never made that mistake in the first place. I would that, have made uh, a lot more money a lot sooner.
0: Exactly. And and it I assume, and from my experience, it also would help you develop the processes and get the right kind of talents into your company or co-partners or anyone when you know where you're going to go.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you would never... Uh, you would never build a product without understanding the customer. Yeah. Why would you build a business without understanding the buyer, the acquirer, right? It, it's illogical. Yeah. It makes no sense, right? You're running blind on the biggest part of your whole business, but you're running focused on the one product. That doesn't make sense. No. So you have to have some, uh, some view over the horizon to where you're going before you even start. Uh, If you don't, you won't even know when you're there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. When do you know to celebrate, you know, if you (laughs) don't have that. But then, yeah, yeah, and, and, you know, one of the things that I've learned throughout the entrepreneurship and and being a leader is that, of course, you you have to try and fail fast. And Mm -hmm. that requires a lot of different things and different kind of processes. But if you don't do that, you might end up going to in the, you know, out of track. But if you know that from the day one and you still you know, maybe focus on one or two products or services in order to get the exit one day, even though that you wouldn't do it, but there's a possibility if you want to do that later on. It, yeah. it would help you a lot on the way. Yeah,
1: I mean, if you're raising cash, uh, you're going for an exit, right? Because yeah. the investors don't get their money back unless you sell. So if you're raising money, you're, you're going for an exit and investors like me are always wondering when and how much, you know? So if I invest a million dollars into a company, I want to know when and how much am I going to get back? Exactly. Yeah. And then I want to know what the risks are along the way. So if I'm, talking to somebody and they don't even know who they're going to sell to or why or what that person is or what they want or what this other business is interested in buying or any of that information you know i'm very skeptical i'm like well hold on a second you yeah. know you've like, got some
0: work to do <laughs> yeah
1: it's like somebody saying i'm going to build a house but i have no blueprint i have no yeah. plan well what are you going to build well, yeah you know i'm going to it out along the way no you can't do that (laughs) along the way you know so uh it's it's fundamentally important that you understand where you're going before you start you know and i always use analogies like you would never go on vacation or go on holiday without having somewhere you're going to go yeah most people understand where they're going to go what they're going to do how much it's going to cost how long they're going to be gone all of those things are the same as your exit strategy
0: That's right, that's right, and that's actually uh, with all the simpleness that there is, it's very understandable to anyone, whether Mm -hmm. you are running the business or you are just starting it. If you Mm -hmm. think about the life that way, Mm -hmm. it's it's very easy. So um, you've covered so many questions. (laughs) here, What I had already, but which is great. I love that. But could you tell because the exit is so kind of rare thing in entrepreneurship. And when those really big exits are happening, then they are all over the news and and we read about them and we celebrate all that. But from your experience and from your point of view, what are those different exit um, strategies and and choices that there are? Because I I know that there are a few and and you (laughs) should kind of pick someone to have certain kind of roadmap to go.
1: Right. I think that the the first thing is to understand, instead of how much you're going to sell your business for, how much money you want to make off your business, yeah. right? Like this is really critical. A lot of people don't understand that, you know, how much you sell your business for doesn't relate directly to how much money you make, right? Yeah, It's a huge, you know, cause you get diluted as you raise cash and stuff. So yeah. um, stock options and investors and everything along the way. So you have to sit back and say, okay, how much do I want to make? Okay. That question uh, for most entrepreneurs, everyone I've talked to so far is, uh, you know, they put a number out there that's just not possible. Um, One of the things to realize is that in the United States, I can tell you that uh, businesses that sell over 50 million usually don't have the original founders with them. Mm. So, you know, if you're going for a big, huge number, you may not be around to do that. I mean, if you look at even Steve Jobs, Elon Musk, all these guys were not mm-hmm. the CEO to begin with, right?
0: Uh, <clears throat> no, not even founders.
1: Right. right. Yeah. I mean, you know, usually they weren't ready. So a lot of, a lot of things happen when you build a business and you get past your abilities, right? The mm-hmm. business exceeds your ability to handle the business. And so you have to start understanding how long do you want to be in it? Do you want to be in it yourself all the way at the end? And that tells you sort of, you know, how much you should be planning on selling the business for. Right. Uh, And and that's that's really important stuff. So I think that, you know, when I think about it, I say, okay, how much does somebody need in order to make a good living, in order to survive, right? And so, you know, you, you step back and you go, okay, what is the average, amount of money that I can make on my money, right? So if it's 10% interest, as an example, for every $100,000 you have invested, you make a thousand, right? Yeah. Change the currency to whatever country, yeah. yeah. right? But it's 10% interest, right? So then you said to yourself, okay, how much money do I actually need, right? Lower the bar to something realistic, right? Because. Mm-hmm it has to be realistic because if it's not what you're doing is you're raising cash diluting yourself and build for a company that won't happen what that does is it creates an issue with dilution and you end up not getting the number that you want because you're so focused on trying to sell it for a big number instead of how much money you want to bring home
0: and i I suppose that it also goes with the processes that then you won't focus on the right things
1: yeah i mean you know you have entrepreneurs out there raising Money, raising money, raising money, and they're just and they just get caught in that trap, yeah. Uh, and and then they start losing more and more and more of their business. And a lot of the data supports that entrepreneurs, you know, lose focus or lack of compassion. You know, these are some of the data stats. And yeah. if you dig into that, you realize that they end up with five percent of their business, and then they're sitting there going, "Screw this! I don't want to. Do, I'm going to go start another business. I don't want to be involved." And then. They learn, and then maybe a few times in, they realize that that matters, like starting with the end in mind matters, you know, the yeah. end in mind isn't what you're selling the business for, is why are you doing this in the first place?
0: Exactly. Like,
1: <laughs> are, you know, are you trying to, uh, you know, get yourself in a place of, uh, uh, you know, financial um, stability, right? And what does that look like, you know, yeah. and then back into the rest, um, because, otherwise you know you're you could be building for an artificial dream and if you're building for an artificial dream your dream is based on something that is insolvent in the first place right so it's not a it's not a logical process
0: <laughs> exactly exactly yeah. yeah that that is so true so uh, yeah. how would you say that people should be staying two steps ahead of their businesses i've heard you saying that a couple of times here and there. How it, they could do that? Starts,
1: yeah, it starts by understanding uh, the destination and plotting that on the life cycle. Um, and, you know, we teach courses on all this stuff. Like, I, I have all everything I'm telling you is in courses, right? In there.
0: Yeah, it is for startup science. So people just yeah. go there and you learn all this.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, right. you go to the courses and you, you learn every detail of what I'm saying. And it actually asks you questions, and there's some. Uh, you know, so it it helps you. You're not just being told something; you work it out in yeah. in inside of there. And the reason why I did that is because of the the way that when I talk about these things, it's so broad, so big, so high level, right? And people want to know, yeah, that's great, but what do I do right now? Like, how do what is the very next step? And so I created those courses uh, and built a team, and and I mean, this is a whole project. And I did that so that people could understand, you know, I'm starting a business. What is the first thing I need to do? What is the second thing I need to do? And so on. Right. Um, And that, that's how you, that's how I sort of back into it. Right. I mean, the first thing you need to understand is what you're doing. Right. So that's made out of description feature and benefit. The second thing is why, right. And that's problem solution impact. Right. Yeah. And each one of these things come up with one single statement. So your what statement is a combination of description, feature, and benefit. Your why statement is a combination of uh, problem, solution, impact. And then eventually all of them come together and they create one statement. This is why I'm doing this, right?
0: That's Jim. People write that down who listen to this. (laughs) At any stage of the leadership or entrepreneurship, this is good.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and then the third one is uh, who who is your customer, who is yeah. your acquirer, right? And then how much, and then when, right? And that, that simple s- series of steps helps you identify to start out with what you're doing.
0: Exactly, in, but in they, are not, they are not that simple in the end. When you go there and, and you have a piece of paper and, and a pen and then you need to think about those questions, you really need to sit down on your ass Part of my friends, but, but you need to think and go through yeah. them over and over again.
1: Yeah. What I do, what I tell people is I say, when you're creating your what statement, so what is your business description mm. benefit? What I start out with is a series of one word. So what is your business in one word? Right. So you oh, would say,
0: that's hey, tough.
1: Right. And then you would say, maybe you'd say podcast and then you say, what else is my business? You know, it's enlightening people with knowledge from others, right? So you have enlightenment and then you take all those individual words, you put them together and you fill in the language language in between. And you do that a series of times. And when you do that, you end up with uh, your statements and those statements carry through in your investment decks. They carry through with alignment. When you hire people, when people are working with you, This is what we're doing. This is why this is who we're talking to. This is when, when we think, this thing will sell. This is how much we think it's going to sell for. Like everything is baked in there. It's harder. It's a lot easier to build up uh, alignment with your team and get your team motivated when they understand those things to start out with. Uh, exactly. Otherwise, yeah. It, otherwise, you know, I tell people I'm like, it, otherwise it's like running a marathon with no finish line. I mean, Yeah. You just
0: don't know where you run or when it yeah. ends.
1: Yeah. <laughs> eventually people are just going to give up. Right, They're going to say, this is never-ending. I'm, I'm-
0: tell, tell me, is that one of the reasons that, like you said in the earlier, that if you don't know the end, you don't know the vision, you don't know the destination, where you go. Is that mm-hmm. one of the reasons that the entrepreneurs and the startups are failing and there are so many bankruptcies and, and everything because they don't know the end, they haven't thought of it thoroughly?
1: I believe that that is uh, a huge reason why.
0: Because they're right. just running around, like you said, and just getting off the track and coming back to the track again. And-
1: yeah, you can align um, a lot of the reasons that came up w- when we did the study to mm-hmm. not understanding the, the basics of vision, right? What you're doing, who you're doing it, um, why you're doing it. Yeah uh you know when it's going to sell who it's going to sell to how much it's going to sell to all that stuff right is it it creates i mean think about this is the analogy i always use and i've used it once already but Mm -hmm. if you're building a product right and you don't know what you're building and you don't know who you're building it for and you don't know when it's going to be sold or how much it's going to be sold for i mean good when it's going to
0: be ready yeah
1: right so your product your whole business is a product to your acquirer. The whole thing is just one product to them, right? So if you look at Google, they have thousands of products, right? So they're buying products to add to their, to their portfolio to sell to the customers they already have. So if your business is a product, then why would you treat the plan for your future business any different? Right. Exactly. It doesn't, it's not logical. It just doesn't make sense. So, that's the key right is understanding those things fundamentally in the beginning they add value to the path along the journey
0: and they make it uh, easier yeah
1: in a huge way right it, you know in in my example you know not understanding who my buyer was mm-hmm. meant that i didn't understand their customers and because i didn't understand their customers i got the wrong customers yeah right it cost me And then a you get
0: then you get lots of troubles and you don't get so much income and and you lose Employees and everything, partners, everyone.
1: Yeah, I mean you're 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 saying to your marketing people, target these customers, your sales people are targeting these customers, right? Your your business people people in the functional area of, of supporting those customers aren't retaining or are retaining the wrong customers across the board. It's just a, a huge waste. When you look at businesses, most businesses, you can change the names, but more or less they, they fall into four functional areas, right? So you have sales and marketing product and engineering, service and support, and shared services, which is accounting and human resources, right? And those things drive to value drivers. The value drivers are valuation drivers. It's how your business is valued. All businesses are valued off of growth, margin, and retention, right? So if your functional areas align with the value drivers and the, the functional area people don't understand what customers they're supposed to be getting and retaining, you have a problem in the very first place. So you've built in a systemic problem by not understanding who's gonna buy your business in the first place. It's just, uh, it makes no sense. It's exactly. so, there was, there'd was there be no machine uh, that has artificial intelligence that would not come to that conclusion, right? It would be an inevitable result from any machine that used the machine learning to, to come to that conclusion. It's I mean, you know, it, it, the damage that you do along the way, if you don't understand where you're supposed to do is, is irreversible without damage, you know, without yeah, a lot yeah. of money. And, you know, a lot of times, uh, people will blame the marketing people. They'll blame the sales, sales
0: people or whoever, yeah.
1: following direction. You know, it's not even their fault. They're getting yeah. the wrong customers because they weren't told what customers to get, or they were told the wrong customers to get.
0: Yeah. And it, it it all comes down to the leader, the entrepreneurship and entrepreneur and how to take things forward. So you really have to know these things in order to be a successful, not to be in the part of <laughs> numbers of failures who right. shut down the business, which right. is okay at some point, but, but that's not the focus here. Yeah. We are coming towards end our discussion, which I would love to continue more and more. I think we have so much to talk about, but to Close this whole conversation a couple of questions arises what have you learned from your exits
1: uh the stuff that i talked to you about primarily and the things that are in the courses is one of the things that i learned i mean fundamentally those are the big lessons yeah and i also learned that you don't need as much money as you think you need to start right. and to go yeah. on. You don't need as much money as you think you need if you're if you're clever with it and you're you're real smart. Um, you don't need as much. I mean, in investing, we have a term called the fish grows to the size of the bowl—the goldfish, right? Right. So you give an entrepreneur a big bowl, they'll grow to the size of the bowl, meaning the wh- whatever money you give them, they'll spend. Oh yeah. Unless they'll spend, less, right? It doesn't necessarily produce a better result. So you don't need as much money as you think you need. You just have to be smart with how you do it. So that's one of the things that I I think is really important and making sure that the people that you're choosing are people, not only that have the subject matter expertise that you're looking Mm. for, but people that you as an individual align with, like, because of my neurodivergence, I choose people that are understanding with the way that I think. And they, and they can translate my thoughts into something that is material to them, right? So it's, uh, that's a key thing, right? It's not just about getting somebody that's really great at marketing, it's about getting somebody that's marketing and that you can align, that you can connect with.
0: Yeah, and who fits to the team, yeah, right. Yeah,
1: it, it, because your connections with the people that work with you create the culture in the business, and the culture in the business is a fundamental driver to your success. Oh, you
0: know, it is. It has such a big impact. It does.
1: Yeah, huge. I mean, when you watch businesses that lose what we call a culture carrier, which yeah. is an individual business that helps carry the culture or develop the culture, you see the business take a punch. Um, so it, it means a lot. You, you hire the right people and your culture carriers won't leave, right? And then your business will keep moving forward. It won't step back. It, it's... When you lose a, a, a person who's a culture carrier in your business, it's kind of like uh, the, the business feels like they lost a friend, they lost a family member, right? Yeah. It damages the business. It takes a while to get past.
0: It, it does, and it in, impacts in so many sides of the business, so it's it really valuable to have the right kind of people around that support you and, and complete you in, in your falls and, and good size. Yeah. Okay. I'll,
1: happy to do another one of these if you want to do another one we can choose any subject and I'll be happy
0: (laughs) I think we should because there's so much to talk about okay one for this show and then we'll finish what would you say to an entrepreneur today what he or she should remember from this conversation that we had today
1: I mean, outside of taking the courses, I would
0: say... So. <laughs> taking the whole thing, what we're talking about. There's, a, there's so many gems around that you should have a pen and paper and write all this down and listen to it very, very many times. <laughs> if we just point say, one thing. Yeah, I would say
1: that um, start with the end in mind. And, and then the other thing I would say personally is meditation. Ooh. I meditate uh, three times a day and... It helps take the cluster of fragmented thoughts into, in, into something where you can sort out what you should be thinking about and what you shouldn't be thinking about. Definitely. Um, I think meditation is, is key uh, to success. I, I really do. Because you, before you meditate, you're like looking at a, a, a dirty pond of water and you can't see to the bottom. It's just mud and dirt and everything. After you meditate, it's like looking through clear water. And you can see the stones at the bottom. You can see the fish and the life. And yeah. it's, you know, it's hard to build a business when you're looking through dirty water.
0: Oh, so, it is, yeah. Even or, the light that you torture won't help you. Worse,
1: more so what you're seeing. you know.
0: Yeah, you see yeah. more shit, so to say. Yeah. And then you yeah. get more frustrated. So, yeah,
1: yeah I think meditation is, is really important. really important
0: one way or another
1: Yeah, business for everything, you know, take it seriously. Don't just do a half-assed. Don't be an
0: amateur to build your business, be a professional and and act like it.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, that's amazing way to end this discussion today. Thank you, Craig so much, so much for these gems and ideas. And there's a tons of value in this, in this conversation for anyone, I think. So, I really do hope that the listeners will, will find it the same way as I did. So, I truly want to thank you for your time and, and all this wisdom that you shared with me and with the, with the listeners today. So, coming to an end, maybe we have another discussion with Greg and, and share his wisdom later on. But now, I want to thank you for listening and, and being around Channel Business Podcast till the next time.